0: Moncrief on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.
0: Now, when you go to the cinema, the films generally play out as part of an automated system, but a small number of cinemas in Ireland still employ a projectionist, a person who can influence how you experience a film in all sorts of subtle ways. Paul Markey is one of two projectionists still working at the IFI in Dublin. Paul, good afternoon to you. Hi, how's it going? Uh, How do you get to be a projectionist?
1: Well, for me, it was a bit of a long route, but uh, I ended up um, working in the, originally in the Bastard as an usher for a while, and then I moved on to the screen cinema, um, which recently got knocked down. And um, I saw um, a a small ad in the Evening Herald in need of a trainee projectionist out in Liffey Valley because it was being Mm. built at the time. So, um, I thought I'd give that a go. I'd worked in so many other jobs in cinemas, so I thought uh, that's an opportunity. Uh, I'm very interested in all that. So, um, I ended up, it was the first time I ever worked. Outside of town, I ended up out in Liffey Valley for nearly ten years, <laughs> um, away from the scene. You
0: know? I was. In, and when you were training, was it was it was a still film? Or oh had yes, it, all gone it was. Digitally?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was. It was completely. It was fourteen screens, uh, so fourteen projectors. It was like three or four shows a day, constantly running. So uh, it's like running around, keeping plates spinning. You yeah, you're just running from one to the other, one to the other, for twelve hours. Um, so, but it. Um, Eventually... I often equate it to like the the taxi deregulation. Eventually, you know, the news that technology was catching up and things were going to change and people were talking about it for a long time. Um, That came about. I I had left by, I had left uh, my job as projectionist for a couple of years and while I was away, all the change happened. Yes. (laughs) You know, so luckily I kind of, uh, I I dodged all the trauma. (laughs) Which
0: I assume meant a lot of projectionists were just laid off.
1: Yes, that's important. Yeah, there were two. There, I always call there were two big purges. One when the the, the technology was initially installed in cinemas, um, so there was kind of a dualness going on where you had film and you had digital. Yeah. And then as that technology matured and cinemas companies realised how streamlined they could make it, then that was really the end for 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 especially in, in multiplexes. Yeah. That was really the end for projectionists in those cinemas. But in smaller art house cinemas and in archives throughout the world you know, they really need experienced projectionists. That's kind yeah. of the, the islands that are left for us. You know?
0: and, and in those kind of, was kind of automated cinemas now, does something, does anything physical arrive in in the cinema like that's this week's film? Yeah. Thing, well, or it, is it just done online?
1: Somehow? Even that's starting to change now. Initially, it, it was hard drives so you would mm. get a hard drive delivered for every film. Um, And eventually that has shifted as broadband has expanded and gotten faster and more reliable to um, just the film is sent over the computer and you download it into a server. It's encrypted. So this is another thing that the studio has got the power back in the past if you've got a film print then you could put it on when you want yeah, you yeah. could just do anything with yeah. it but now if you receive the film you couldn't even play it unless they gave you an encryption key for specific times even by the hour or the minute that oh. you could run it at. so this it protects the film from piracy so you understand yes, that yes yeah print? you could, yeah. yeah
0: you could understand that yeah. but but say when you, but even at that when you know are, in what ways can you adjust a film in cuz things like it's still I suppose the case of projection make sure that
1: yeah. things in focus <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> well there's still you know there's this kind of a general industry sound level for a cinema but that's not always it doesn't always apply because they're they're mixed differently and cinemas different sizes so you have a basic level so but you often get them um, you would receive the film occasionally you get a letter from the filmmaker the ones the smart ones yeah. um like recently like Todd Field who made Tar he was a projectionist in the past and uh, so I got a very nice letter from him thanking you, you know, for your work and appreciating that you're, you are the last line before the film seen by the public and asking, he gave me specific instructions of, you know, the sound level the film is all about. He says the film is all about uh, quiet. Mm. Not about loudness, so you have to have it at a certain level. He wants very specific because he's a he used to be an actor. He's a child of Kubrick, mm. very specific um, framing, and um, it's 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 kind of it's a little um, it's nice when you get that little okay. bit of respect. And so know.
0: when when he was saying in those instructions emphasize the the, the, the silence. Yeah, how do you do
1: that? Well, it, it's making sure that the that film needs to be played, in that case, louder than you would normally because it's the cuts from silence to sound that maybe he's he's emphasising. Yeah, Yeah. because there are moments in that film where it's quiet for a long time and then it cuts to an orchestra just ripping. So if you don't have the level, the effect can be very dulled, you know, so, uh, you know, it's nice. We've had a few over the years. Um, David Lynch sent us one as well. And it's, you know, sent out to... um, uh, to projectionists around the world when he sends his film out, but a few of them like um, like Warren Warren baby, you know, always the smartest man in the room. I thought um, he had um, he always said that projectionists have the final cut. No one no, yes. else, just a projectionist. <laughs> well, I suppose that's true. Yeah. yeah, he had that experience. He says this t- in uh, in London. He went to the, the press show of uh, Bonnie and Clyde, mm. and it got to you know, the, the the climax with the eruption the violence of the massacre and there was no eruption, it was kind of a put, 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 <laughs> and he was like and so afterwards he asked to go to the projection booth, so he went up and fella sitting there you know with the evening standards and he goes over and said what happened at the end there he says yeah it's a bit loud <laughs> <laughs> so he you know pulling his hair out going like years and years of work has led to so he always he always knew that taught him a lesson to, yeah. to make it very clear instructions to the, the last guy in the line there so,
0: so on, on, like on a film you could having watched it multiple times you could be saying to yourself I can you know I can tweak certain scenes to make yeah. them louder or softer and that kind yeah.
1: of thing yeah G- generally they wouldn't ask us to get that involved yeah but you know occasionally you might get a, a film in um, where it's just it's just nice to do it. Apocalypse Now for example yeah, a, yeah. the helicopter the scene yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. you give that an extra push or um, uh, you know there will be blood I think that opens with a bit of rising se- sound until it just gets so loud and it cuts the silence Back in those days, I would, I would just turn that up as well, so mm. I can give it the extra push. So that's nice now and then to, mm. to, to help things along. You know?
0: And in the IFI, you can still you still have the you, the facilities put it on films yes. as well. Oh yeah, film, we, I
1: mean. we run every every format. Like we 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 have to keep the old machines maintained because the archive for the country is in the IFI. Yeah, it's all on film. It's all gradually being digitized, but um, like we have the last seventy millimeter projector in the country. Which is a, yeah, It's a joy yeah. to run. It's like a great Rolls Royce of a machine that chugs along when you, when, when it takes off.
0: And it, was, are, are there many films you can still get in yes, seventy mm well, Yes,
1: this, this is it. Like we we, we we kept that one and we keep that maintained. We have a couple of thirty-five mm as well. But then a new generation of filmmakers came along and they wanted their films released on, on film. Mm. So, like Christopher Nolan is the best example. All his films get released on 35mm, 70mm because he wants, he, that's the how he works. So, luckily we're in a position to have brand new prints, 70mm prints of all his films so far um, showing at the IFI, which is Tremendous. I mean, yeah. it's just they, it's a they, the re- those reels must be absolutely huge. Oh know? yeah, we don't have a lift. That's the, my only complaint. <laughs> so yeah, carrying <laughs> those reels up and down the stairs is, is uh, yeah it keep, keeps you fit. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, how many? Re- is it one reel for one movie typically, or, or no, would you need uh, more than
1: one? An average an average film would have about six, right? Um, and then say so something like Lawrence Arabia, like you'd be going to maybe even eleven or twelve. And
0: is there so? Does that mean you need more than one projector to kind of make a seamless transition? In the past,
1: yes. I mean, the original technology, you would need always need two projectors. It's always one reel at a time. So mm. you would have you'd load reel one onto one reel two onto the other, and then you'd start the film. You'd watch out for those old um, we used to call them cigarette burns. Yes, yeah. They'd just tell you, there's two of those. One would tell you to start the other projector, and then second one tells you to hit a button which shuts down one projector, starts the other. And if you do it correctly. The audience has no clue. Yeah, And then you go and you, it's like a battleship. You go, you run down, you reload the other one, you take the other one off. And it's just going backwards and forwards. And that's how it was for the entire world for a long time until kind of the late 70s, early 80s where they invented uh, what we call a cake stand. It's where you can actually put the entire film, all six reels edited into one big reel. Uh, on a stand and just feed it into the projector Ah, so that's generally how it's done now but you do get um, archive prints which they don't allow you to cut or edit and we have to run those the old fashioned way one at a time one at a time Yeah, just staring at the screen afraid to blink waiting for that flash actually that sounds more fun
0: Uh, because Mike uh, one of our listeners says my dad's first job as a projectionist in Liverpool he got sacked after mixing the reels up the cowboy star got shot in the first five minutes and then he was seen riding his horse 20 minutes minutes later oh that's yeah
1: that is the old that's kind of too, there are two the two nightmares that projections have one is mixing the reels up yeah and the second is putting on the wrong film <laughs> which is you know I've done that tw- twice in my career and uh, uh, one time it was it was fine uh, this, the second time it was I, uh, it was very worrying because I, I got a word that oh the wrong film started in screen two and I, I got a terrible fright because I knew that there's two films on there one is Pokemon and the other is Three Kings George Clooney oh yes and kids. I put on yeah. Three Kings <laughs> and then I, I went to the other end of the building and then I knew okay all those kids are about to see a sex scene because that movie opens, <laughs> so I ran for my life all the way down the projection booth to the other end and just got there in time to close the dowser uh, and just switch the phillips around then yeah. so yeah if you did it the other way around if you put on Pokemon instead of Three Kings people would just laugh yeah you, you know but the other way around no career defining okay you know, yeah career ending possibly yeah, career, yeah. as well
0: yeah. Paul fascinating you coming in to talk to us today that was Paul Markey there one of the two projectionists at the IFI in Dublin Paul thanks a million for yeah, coming in welcome. to us today Moncrief on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.